Hey there, badasses. I'm Yanni San Luis, your win woman. And on this week's episode, we're exploring confidence and conviction. As we look through our own leadership journeys, we will see moments of fear, doubt, and ultimately resilience. Today, we'll discuss how performance anxiety can seep into our minds and cause us not to perform at our very best, the true difference between confidence and conviction, and frankly, why all of these topics impact your badassery journey. As always, let's swan dive right into building badassery. What a year to be alive. I have to say that 2020, I think for everyone, was a different type of year in our minds as we were vision boarding and we were planning for the next decade. But what a year to to really take a look within us and begin a transformative experience. And here's where I feel that confidence and conviction are so important and so critical that we have to talk about. Because here's the thing, and this is what I know, confidence and conviction is not something that is borrowed. It is not something that is bestowed upon us and other people are, are we're not crowned with confidence and conviction. We have to find this within us and we have to sustain it every single day. We must choose it. And one of the things that I had seen floating around in the last couple of weeks was this short poem by Leslie Dwight. And I want to give her credit because I'd seen it. I had reposted it on my stories on, on Instagram. And I'm going to read you a short snippet of it because I think it's such a relevant piece of information, but such a beautiful way to, to bring together a different perspective from for the year and the intentions that we had for 2020. So she reads or she she writes, what if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've all been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw that it finally forces us to grow. A year we finally accept the need for change. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. So I I just read a couple of words or a couple of snippets from that, that poem. And I wanted to share this with you because when we're talking about confidence and conviction, what the world is around us, it's very easy to fall into the doubt. It's very easy to fall into despair. And it's moments like this when we take a step back and we evaluate and we evaluate and we ask ourselves, what is this trying to teach me? We come from a better place of understanding. We come from a better place of really paving a path, right? Really carving out that path for us to really learn something from. 
I'm going to define for you the difference between conviction and confidence. Conviction is that countable and firmly held belief, while confidence is passive self-assurance. We'll first dive into confidence. And a lot of times we associate confidence with being overly confident and maybe cocky or arrogant. And so we're going to just demystify that for, for ourselves today. Confidence begins with you. You yourself must believe in your ability before you can outwardly state it, before your actions follow the words that you're saying. It's an expression, really a feeling of certainty. But it also seeps into the way that we hold ourselves in a professional setting, the way that we hold ourselves even in a personal setting. It's not mutually exclusive. So I had read years ago The Confidence Effect. And if you haven't picked it up, I would recommend it. It's a great book. And it kind of walks through the keys to success and how that's tied to confidence. And I wanted to read a snippet of it because it really dives in and owns in on this confidence factor and how our behaviors really cement for us how people view us, but also how we hold ourselves. So this is what the snippet reads. So often, quite often, rather than owning our participation in successful events, we attribute our accomplishments to luck. Even when complimented, we have a tendency to be uncomfortable taking praise. We need to learn how to take compliments, to just own it and say thank you and be proud of the things we've done. Because when we deflect compliment, people are watching. They may believe that we're not good enough, that we didn't deserve it, we didn't earn it, and that it was easier than it looked. I can't begin to tell you. Now, this book is the audience members or the the directed audience for this book are women, right? Um, the, the tagline to The Confidence Effect is every woman's guide to the attitude that attracts success. And I share that with you because I do think that for us, for women, a lot of times the praise, the compliments is can be embarrassing. And it's almost like we don't want to overstate the work that was put together to accomplish a project or an initiative. And therefore, we downplay our own success. But what happens what we do when we do that, which is what, what was shared in this book, is that we are giving the perception that it was easy, that it was a fluke, that it was luck of why we amounted to that success to begin with. It begins our actions in in not owning that success and not taking that compliment really goes back to confidence, right? It's not just confidence in our ability to get things done, but it's confidence when praise is awarded to us and how we respond to it. Because what happens is that we need to, we don't need to walk through a 20 point plan of all the things that we did for the project. However, we should not downplay the success it was. And a simple thank you, I always share this with my friends and with my students, a simple thank you when we're provided with that praise will suffice. 
So it's my favorite time in the episode. It's motherfucking goose time where I share a personal story and relate it to the topic we're discussing. So this personal story has to do with mindset. And I have to share with you that mindset and confidence is just interwoven. It is sometimes it's not one and the same, but it really, it's almost like the domino effect, right? First comes your mindset, then comes your confidence. And I have to share with you, there's times that you are doing when you're performing, whether it's, you know, you're playing a game, you're you're in a sports game, or you are uh, pitching to a major client, that's performance, right? And there is performance anxiety that creeps in. And frankly, it can creep in before, it can creep in during while you are performing, and the doubt kind of settles into you like a virus. And what happens is that it throws you off your game. So if you don't know this about me already, I am absolutely competitive as hell. My number one thing is to win, right? Uh, Win at life, win at my business. And I have to share with you that comes, it's almost like a double-edged sword. And I realize this. It comes with, I'm always trying to be the best person, best version of myself. I wake up in the morning and it's like, what one more thing can I do to improve upon the person that I was yesterday? That is my mantra. That's, that's the vision that I have for myself. But it also comes with this criticism. And, you know, I look at myself under a magnifying glass and sometimes I criticize a lot of the wins that I have, you know, how could I have been better than it was, right? And so it's a double-edged sword and it's something that I continue to learn and grow from. But I share this because I was an athlete. I still consider myself an athlete, although I'm not, you know, actively playing, you know, games and that sort of thing or a swimmer. But naturally when I was, uh, was young, I was a swimmer and, um, you know, I ran, I did a lot of different things. Um, but I love to play games. And then the reason why I love to play games is because it's an ability to win. Right. And the bragging rights that come with that are my absolute favorite. So, In a sport or hell, even in Monopoly, I can throw down a very calculated shit-talking game. Think about Apollo Creed from the Rocky series, obnoxious, overly confident. But the reason the technique is so good to throw down is because sometimes it puts your opponent off their game. So I'm going to share this story. There was one time, and this has been several times that this has happened, that I was, um, I learned to play racquetball with my ex, Will. And we would play at the local park and we would play a ton of games, shuffleboard. Um, we both were very competitive and um, I'm sure he's still competitive to this day. But I was in the lead in this particular game and I would begin throwing down my my shit talking series with you're going down and I'm a champion and maybe I would talk and comment on something that he just missed on what have you and then for some reason right after that it was it took a moment but doubt kind of set in and my mindset shifted perhaps it came when I missed a shot 
And that one missed shot came in to really almost like cripple me at that point. And what ended up happening is that little by little, this doubt would creep up inside of me. And I realize it now that that was performance anxiety. But at the time, again, it was just a doubt. I would miss another shot over and over again. And what would happen is that I was filled with rage. And of course the tables would turn and then he would, you know, talk some shit on his own about the performance and what have you, the the way that I did earlier on as Apollo Creed. And it wasn't until I lost the game or I would lose the game that I would be overcome with this rage, right? Of this loss that I had. And I have to share with you, athletes get this all the time, which is why a number of sports teams have on-demand life coaches, performance coaches, psychologists in the middle of games and even during halftime to kind of pep these individuals up before they have to continue the quarter, you know, if it's basketball or whatever, it they they do that because they need like a, a tune-up, a, a pep talk. And I have to say this because you need to get yourself a mantra and repeat it to yourself over and over enough before the doubt sets in. And this is the question that is rooted in that doubt. Am I good enough? Am I good enough to win this game? Am I good enough for this client base? Am I good enough to land this contract? Am I good enough is the doubt that sets in that cripples us from thinking of, you know, we might have practiced, you know, in this particular game, I might have practiced the hell out of my backhand game. I might have done whatever it took, but the mindset is what really got to me. And I will tell you that in these days, that overconfidence is was that ability of overpromising what I could deliver, but I also allowed for the doubt to set in to me, and therefore it completely defeated me at the end. And you see, one of the things I realized is that we're the ones that step in our own way to our own success, to our own wins to our own, you know, peace of mind when it real when we come down to confidence and how we live it day in and day out. And so I share this with you because don't allow for that doubt to set in. We need to have something that we repeat to ourselves on why we're worthy of being there in the first place. And this can be something that's self-motivated and you know can be something that we hold inside of us when that performance anxiety shows up. You know, I am worthy. I, I let go of the outcomes of this, right? Because I deserve to be here in the first place. All these doubtful moves, all these doubtful thoughts that come into play is something that we can combat with our own internal self-assurance and with being able to step back from the situation, recalibrate, and move forward. Courage and conviction are cousins. As I just shared, that mindset and confidence are related as well. So if you have the courage of your convictions, you have the confidence to do 
what you believe is right, even though other people may not agree or approve. I share that with you because more than ever right now, conviction and standing up for what is right is so prevalent. And I say this because it's not about mincing words here. And I relate this to the Black Lives Matter movement and what's going on. I myself, with my morals and my values, I have absolute unequivocal support for the Black Lives Matter movement. And I acknowledge there is systemic racism that still exists. And there is a deep, deep need for reform to happen. I myself commit to continuing to do this with my leadership and local political groups here in South Florida, and frankly, by holding our candidates and our elected officials accountable to this. This is a unshakable moral and value for me. This is something that I acknowledge to be right, and I acknowledge how we need to continue to change that. I challenge you to take a step back and think about your own values and morals for a second. And how are you living those every single day? Because as I mentioned before, morals and values isn't something to compartmentalize. It's not something to conveniently take out of a drawer when you feel like it, wave it around and put it back when it's not popular to share what you believe in. I shared with you at the beginning of this episode the, the story about my students and, and having the discussion of dividing yourself. And here is where rubber meets the road. When we get down to really if your morals and values are in alignment with yourself and this is where the conflict will happen if it's not something that you are living within every single day, but more importantly, if you're hiding these things in your personal life or in your professional life. So take take a step back for a second, you know, whether it's after this episode to, con- to, to think about how am I actually owning in on the morals and values that I have every single day? How am I owning in on the strengths that I bring to the table and how are these things in conflict? How are they complementary? But how am I standing my own truth? And how am I not afraid to advocate for it? I, I have to share with you, and this is something that if you haven't listened back to last um, the previous episode of being an effective self-advocate and leadership, go back and do that because we, we describe explicitly how to be a self-advocate for yourself in the face of hostility and and how to kind of overcome, you know, what the alignment of your morals are. And now that we've, we've shared that in this episode, it's, it's a great time to kind of come back and say, yeah, how do, I, how, do, how do I advocate for my beliefs? How do I put those things into play? I think you will find it most helpful to really marry the two worlds together because they are not different. And you'll learn that you will feel better about who you are and what you bring to the table when you finally realize that these two characters that you've been playing, the personal and the professional one, 
are have been in conflict and it's time now to marry them together and just be the person that you've wanted to be and really fall in love with yourself. I I ask myself this all the time and I've been reflecting this as I've been seeing the movements of people and and leadership this year is do you even like yourself? And that's a question that permeates in my mind when I when I see some of these these contradictory actions. And if you don't, if the answer is no, I think I have a long way to go, then this is this is an opportunity to change that, to course correct. And here's the thing, guys, I, I have to share this with you. You might have been brought up in one way, but it's never too late to unlearn some of the things and some of the practices that we've that we've that we've been brought up to believe. We don't have to be stubborn about it. We're able to, you know, upon receipt of new information, we are allowed to change our minds. And I think that what ends up happening with us is that it's, we are absolutely just not okay with changing our minds. You think that immediately if you change your mind, you're called a hypocrite. And that's not, that's not the case. This is something that, that, I ask you to evaluate within your own selves and with your own journey on how you stand with your convictions, with your morals and values, and have the confidence to express them as you grow, whether your business, as you grow in your own professional lives, how are these going to lead you into the next step of who you are? And the ever-changing ability of you're not going to remain the same. You're going to have, you're going to be able to have these ebbs and flows in your life, but you're going to come out of every experience transformed. Sitting back and reflecting on those things and not holding too much pressure or doubt that you are able, that you have to have a response for everything, that you have to um, go with the flow or go with the crowd or go with the, you know, popular opinion or what have you is not something that you have to continue to do. This is a perfect opportunity to even inventory is, is of, of where you're currently working. Is it working for you? You know, during this period of time, whether it was COVID or what's happened with police brutality, you know, have your organizations responded in a favorable way or has it made you uncomfortable? All of these things that we're going through in 2020 is an ability for us to take a step back and refocus what truly is priority for us. And that, badasses, is a wrap. So let's recap today's episode for you. So confidence is tied to mindset. We want to continue to pay attention to our thoughts before, during, and after whatever performance we're about to do. Convictions is tied to courage and understanding what is it that we stand for Are we currently compartmentalizing our values and how can we finally marry this 
double personality that we have of our personal and professional life. And lastly, are we allowing for performance anxiety to get in our way of our accomplishments? You know, something that I love to do is have a raving reviews folder and the raving reviews folder sits in my inbox and it's every time I've gotten a compliment, a recognition, I just file it away and before a major event, I like to go back and review it to give me that extra boost and that extra pep to remind me that I was meant to be there. So I, I share that with you because perhaps you can begin your own raving reviews folder so that you can overcome the performance anxiety that exists. So next week, I am going to talk a little bit more about having a winning mindset. We are going to develop our own ritual as it relates to a major event or something that we want to do that takes courage. What does that look like? And what does having a a winning mindset mean? So we're going to dive into that next week. I'm excited to share that with you. Once again, thank you so much for your time and for listening in to this week's episode of Building Badassery. I am Yanni San Luis, your Gwen woman, and I'll see you next week.